Welcome to Ion Innovation, brought to you by the OAS Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Powers. Today, we are at OAS Retina Summit in Seattle, where we have the opportunity to sit down with some companies doing really exciting work on the forefront of new technology in the retina space. Save the date as OAS returns to San Diego on December 1st and 2nd. Our 13th flagship summit unites corporate, clinical, and capital leaders driving novel therapies for both the front and back of the eye. You'll gain perspectives on addressing unmet needs across all of ophthalmology and optometry. Head over to OAS.net for more information and to get registered. Your path to innovation begins here. My distinguished guest today is Carrie Brady, President and CEO of Acuterra Therapeutics. Welcome to the OAS podcast, Carrie. Great, thanks, Carrie. Delighted to be here. Great to have you here. So, why don't you just start out telling us a little bit more about Acuterra Therapeutics? Sure. So, Acuterra Therapeutics is focused on developing OTT 166, and it, that is a pan RGD integrin inhibitor that is being designed to be able to reach the retina from an eye drop uh, application. Now, um, an integrin inhibitor is a really important and new mechanism for diabetic retinopathy. You know, the mechanism of action is to actually work at blocking downstream signaling of multiple growth factors. So VEGF, but also other factors that are important in the development and the progression of the disease. The other really important thing is, because of the molecule and the way it was designed, it can reach the retina from an eye drop application. Now that opens up the opportunity to intervene in the disease much earlier than we do now, where we typically watch and wait uh, until a vision-threatening complications occurs. With a non-invasive local therapy, such as 166, we can start treating our patients much earlier to increase the health of the retina and prevent or delay the progression to the vision-threatening complications. So what is the most exciting news or update that you have to share with us here today at OAS? Yes, well, the most exciting news we actually just released last week, so hot off the press, uh, is that we have completed enrollment in our phase two trial with OTT-166. And that trial has been carrying out in diabetic retinopathy patients who have moderately severe to severe non-proliftive diabetic retinopathy, and a portion of them too who have mild proliftive diabetic retinopathy. Now these patients do not have DME, their vision is still relatively good. We'll be dosing them for a six month period and having our readout uh, coming up uh, in the first quarter of next year. So big news, you know, we're a small team, you know, very, we say small but mighty. Um, so we've been able to, you know, enroll a 225 patient study in less than a year is a major achievement. We you know, demonstrating to our investors our ability to execute. So why is this such a significant advancement for clinicians and patients out there? Yes. Well, it really does have the opportunity to transform the standard of care for a large group of patients. You know, the current recommendation is essentially active surveillance, uh, watch and wait, um, until something or hoping you're picking up something happens uh, before major damage occurs. With the non-invasive local therapy, we can move from active surveillance to active treatment in the earlier stages of disease. So that's going to affect, you know, there's four or five times more patients uh, with this uh, stage of the disease than those we are currently treating with intravitreal injections. So as you look out over the next 12 months, what are the 
milestones that you're expecting to achieve? Yes, well the next major milestone for Occuterra is the uh, conclusion of the study and the reporting of top-line results which we are expecting in the first quarter of next year. Thank you, Carrie, for joining us. We're wishing you great success with this new technology. Next up, we have the opportunity to hear from Rich Small, CEO of Neurotech. Neurotech's technology platform uses encapsulated cell therapy, or ECT, in combination with CNTF, currently in phase three for MacTal. So welcome to the OAS podcast, Rich. Well, thanks for having me, Carrie. Very nice. It's great to have you here. So first, tell us a little bit more about Neurotech and your technology platform. Sure. So like you said, ECT is our proprietary delivery technology. It's really cool what we're doing. Um, and basically what we're doing is we are delivering neurotrophic factor to the back of the eye to handle all sorts of retinal diseases. Um, the first one that we're really focused on right now is for a disease that's an orphan disease called macular telangiectasia, or MACTEL for short, a little easier to say. Um, and so when we're releasing the neurotrophic factor, CNTF, to the back of the eye, and really the whole concept is it just helps preserve and protect the photoreceptors. And so what happens with the diseases, these photoreceptors are dying, and our treatment actually helps preserve the health of the photoreceptors. And um, so it's really something that is unique, and it's a little different take to how other uh, companies are, are handling diseases. Most other companies are with intravitreal injections. We're actually taking our technology and it's for a much longer term effect and treatment uh, for these disorders. So the, our first uh, product we call NT501. Uh, NT501 does deliver CNTF, so it's kind of one and the same. Um, and as I said, we are applying it to MACTEL. Uh, just a quick word about MACTEL, since a lot of folks might not be familiar with it. Mm -hmm. It is a disease that it's like a lot of retinal diseases, it's slow progressing, meaning that over time, you know, the effect will happen. Typically, what's most pronounced, it impacts the patient by, uh, impacts their ability to read, to drive, any sort of light and contrast sensitivity. And over time, it will slowly um, deteriorate your visual acuity too. So it's slow progressing, uh, but it can be a very serious and devastating disease to the folks that have it. Uh, the one other thing, there is no treatment available now. Mm -hmm. So we potentially could offer the first treatment for this disease. Wow, that's phenomenal. Sounds like quite a disease burden too. It is. Um, there's a quite an active network of folks mm -hmm. that have this disease, um, and they're very interested in, in what we're doing and, and uh, hoping we can get a product so they could be helped uh, very soon. Very good, so we're here at the OAS mm -hmm. Retina Summit. What are the biggest, uh, most exciting updates you have mm -hmm. to share with, uh, with us today? Sure, so the biggest thing we did, uh, this actually goes back to last fall, we actually just said we're in phase three. We actually completed our two phase three registration studies um, where we showed both statistical and clinical um, meaningful efficacy for our treatment. And what our treatment does is actually it slows the progression of the disease, but very meaningful. One of our studies showed a slowing in progression of uh, over 50%, and the second one over 30%. So very meaningful if you compare it to some of the other treatments out there that are slowing progression disease down. 
we had a very meaningful impact on the disease, and that was over two years. So um, very long-term extended uh, results that we're thrilled about. Very good. Well, let's think forward mm -hmm. one year. Um, what milestones are you hoping to achieve uh, in the next 12 months or so? Sure. So right now we're still, um, the whole company, and pretty much the whole company is focused on putting the everything that we need to do, both clinically and manufacturing-wise, to file a submission with the FDA. Um, and we'll be working closely with the FDA to, uh, to file and then hopefully thereafter um, go through the approval process and hopefully get to approval with the, with the agency. Very good. You have some important and very hard work ahead, it we sounds <laughs> like. We'll be um, anxiously awaiting to hear about your progress here at OAS and wishing you all the success in the world. Well, it's great. And thank you once again for, our, for having me and to tell you a little about the Neurotech story. Yeah, thank you. it's very interesting. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to welcome Kester Nahan, CEO of No Vision. Welcome to the OAS podcast, Kester. Thank you so much. Real pleasure to be here today. Yeah. It's wonderful to have you. So why don't you start out by telling us a little bit about Notal Vision. Yeah, Notal Vision, we are a digital healthcare provider that provides remote uh, patient monitoring services to patients suffering from retinal diseases. Um, we uh, provide teleconnected devices that use AI analytics to give physicians insights into what happens in their patient's eyes in between these office visits. Very good. So what's the most exciting update or advancement that you have to share with us today for OAS Retina Summit? Yeah, uh, we have a good update on our Fossey Home AMD monitoring program um, that patients uh, use um, to monitor their vision at home so physicians can gain insights on when they convert from dry to wet AMD. There we now have 10 years of data um, available. In a real-world study, we have shown that 80% of patients that use the Fossey Home remote monitoring program uh, get diagnosed with functional vision and maintain that functional vision over years of therapy. Also, we've just introduced the Enrich Registry uh, that gives uh, physicians and practices that partner with our remote monitoring uh, center, not just a clinical, but also a monetary value uh, when having their patients on Falsy Home. And so what's the significance for patients in this scenario? So Fossey home patients really benefit from giving their physicians remote access to their retina to see very early changes that occur and that indicate that patients convert to dry to wet AMD. Fantastic. So as you think out over the next 12 months or mm -hmm. so, what are the milestones that you're hoping to achieve at Notal Vision? Yeah, we expect some major milestones in our pipeline program, the home OCT. Uh, that uses established spectral domain technology uh, to monitor patients at home. We, and this is for patients that suffer from exudative retinal diseases. The first uh, indication will be wet uh, AMD. We just submitted a de novo application for the breakthrough designation device to the FDA uh, and are expecting uh, feedback uh, very soon. Uh, while this uh, new program is pending FDA clearance, we already are providing services to pharmaceutical companies that uh, use the home OCT to give uh, physicians and clinical studies insights and what happens in the patient's retina in between office visits. 
Also, the NEI-funded um, uh, DRCR research network just announced a 600-patient randomized control trial, protocol AO, that will compare home OCT-guided therapy with standard treat and extend protocol and will look at visual acuity outcomes as well as um, the number of treatments that these patients will receive. The goal of home OCT really is to bring patients uh, into the office for treatment as early as there is disease reactivation. And this really is an unmet clinical need uh, in that, especially longer acting treatment solutions um, do not require patients to see their physicians as often. But the question still exists, when is that retreatment needed? And that's where the home OCT comes in. Very good. It sounds like a, a very busy 12 months ahead for you all at Notal Vision. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll definitely mm -hmm. keep our ears and eyes open for those exciting advancements. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Thank, Thank you so you. much for having me. For our final interview in this OAS podcast, I am excited to learn more about InFocus Clinical Research with CEO Brad Dorschuk. InFocus is a full-service retina specialty CRO. So welcome to the OAS podcast, Brad. Thank you. It's great, great to, to have here. you here. So first, just tell us a little bit about InFocus. So InFocus is uh, the only, the first and only retina specialty CRO. And uh, we are, we're formed by retina stakeholders to address what they saw as an important need in the emerging market of retina uh, clinical studies and clinical development. It was a company that was solely focused on the retina therapeutic area. Okay, so um, how does it differentiate itself from um, other people in that space? Great question. So because we're therapeutically focused, we're able to provide a much deeper uh, integration to that therapeutic area and a lot more comprehensive, you know, higher quality, higher touch uh, services. So a few things that differentiate us critically are our staff experience and retention. So all of our operational uh, staff, project managers and monitors, things like that have years, uh, sometimes 10, 20, 30 years experience in retina. They know the sites, they know the patient populations, they know the equipment, um, the therapeutic area incredibly well. And then secondly is um, our retention of those staff. We have over 90% retention rate, whereas traditional CROs uh, turn over their staff about every two, two and a half years. Um, we retain those staff, we take care of them, we find the best talent and retain it. We're the only company with a retina specialty scientific advisory board in the CRO space. We have retina specialists on staff as medical monitors. Um, we uh, have an RTI database, real-time intelligence database, which tracks activity at over 400 sites globally in the retina space, which is really powerful because when you're going to start up a study and you critically need to know what sites to go to right now to enroll and have success with that study, we can help you with that. Um, we track uh, real-time data on uh, enrollment trends at sites, uh, the volume of studies at sites, um, a lot of ancillary aspects that really determine the success rate of sites. And it's really, really important because the retina space right now is one of the hottest um, areas in the world in terms of research and is in dire need of really, really good high quality sites. I see huge value in being able to already know and have your finger on the pulse of exactly mm -hmm. who's going to enroll patients. Yes, so. yes. I mean, historically, one of the 
biggest challenges or, or the traditional process of starting up sites in clinical research was just you pull that list from the uh, you know, the pagoda study or the uh, the truck, you know, whatever the study was, you know, three years ago or five years ago. And you say, let's go to those sites. Well, sometimes they're not even in business anymore. Sometimes the investigators have moved on. You know, sometimes they've had significant turnover or maybe they've got a large influx of studies right now and they, they can't take on more. Knowing those critical pieces of information are, um, are really powerful to our partners to be able to realize you know what sites to go to right now sometimes it wasn't the site that worked good two years ago or five years ago or ten years ago um, that changes constantly huge efficiencies there absolutely mm -hmm. yeah so what is the most exciting update that you have to share here at the OAS retinal summit that is a great question I would say um, you know being in my position our job is to uh, you know number one execute with quality so retain our, our partners and make sure their programs are doing well and then uh, and to you know build our partnerships and we've just in the last I think four to eight weeks added uh, four new partners, which is, is really exciting. We have um, 15 or 20 uh, partners and projects uh, on board right now, all in the retina space. Uh, we've already achieved our goals for, uh, for 2023 and, um, and are targeting our 2024 and 25 uh, growth goals and, and execution. So that's, uh, that's, I guess, our big news. I yeah. love it. Yeah, fantastic. It sounds like you're on the right track. So as you think about the CRO space as a whole, what are the most meaningful advancements in terms of innovation that you're seeing in that space? Wow. Um, honestly, I mean, in the CRO space, um, you know, historically and continually, you see a lot of, you know, from the large CROs, the legacy, you know, multi-billion dollar CROs, uh, multi-therapeutic, you know, a lot of shiny objects that come up. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we have a large patient database. Um, we have, you know, you know, a lot of um, activity like that that will try to drive clinical trials. But we really focus more so on things that we feel are more critical, like that database I was telling you, mm -hmm. site information database that uh, that drives things more revolutionary. So I would say the biggest thing in the industry as a whole is archiving patient databases and patient data. Um, but we don't believe that it's as actionable in the retina space mm -hmm. as, um, as it could be. So we're focused on some more innovative uh, concepts and ideas, uh, digital solutions and things like that. Yeah. Awesome. It sounds like you guys have a lot of interesting uh, initiatives going on over there. So we are wishing you the best here at OAS. Thank you so much for joining us on the OAS podcast. Thank you. It's Pleasure to be have here. you here today. Thank you for listening to this week's Ion Innovation podcast episode. Stay tuned for the next four interviews to be released on September 22nd.